When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we are, game recap. At this point, you can just say all Nebraska does is win football games. That's all they do. That's all they do. Two wins in a row, 14-13, down goes the Scarlet Knights. That's all they do is win football games. I knew this team would be number one in the West. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I like that Mickey is shooting that whole thing down. They asked him about being number one. He was like, come on, now you're not you're not from first place till the end of the season. He goes, this is fake first place. Like, I like that. I like that you're, yeah. you're, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's trying to pump him with confidence, but he's not going to, there, there's like a line Mickey's not willing to cross. You well, know? it's smart. Cause like, I think they needed the, the last week. Like, Hey, we're in first place. We're number one, man. And then after another winner it's like, Hey, let's, we don't, but it's down a long a season here. You know, that's what winners talk about. <laughs> that's how, when you're losing, you need to be in first place to build confidence. Yeah. I mean, Mickey, uh, Mickey's, Mickey's mastered that he's, she's tried to artificially pump them up, but there's also an element of like, Hey that, man, come on. That's what Whipple did say. Whipple literally said yeah. the opposite. Whipple was like, Hey, we're in first we're place. Never act act like, like it. it. <laughs> you're, number one the, you're number one. You act like it. Okay. Hey, you gotta say whatever you gotta say. See, here's going. the problem, and this is I'm getting way ahead of myself because I got a lot of things. I, I'm ex- very excited about this podcast here. Recap. Uh, what's so hard is you sit and you watch you watch Nebraska play, and it's like Nebraska's a wildly flawed team. I don't think they're that good. And so you can get hyper-focused on that, and that can lead you to a place of like, all oh, of this season's not gonna, it's people need to calm down. Uh, yeah. you know, but but then like you you watch these other it's these other teams aren't that good. That's and that's the th- truth. That's the thing. Yeah. Like so all you ever good is relative to the moment. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just have to you step up to hole 18 at Augusta and if you have a four shot lead, you can double bogey 18 and you're still a winner because your performance is relative to what is necessary in the moment. Yeah. Like yes, is this team a good football team. Like, I don't, I mean, especially this game, this game was, woo, man, it was not, it was, it was not a very pretty football game. No, it, but you, you, you know, I'm sitting there last night watching Illinois and, and Iowa. I mean, that was, that was not a very good football game. You yeah, know, I think we're very fortunate that right now in this moment, we are, th- we're not concerned about winning the big 10. And we don't need to be. Yeah, I don't even think about like the whole Indianapolis thing. It's like, come on. Not right now, right? Yeah. So, so if you're comparing us to Ohio State and, and, and <laughs> Michigan, right. it's it's ugly. It's not a good right. – we're not looking good at all. But right now we're kind of in this – it's kind of a good place to be where we're trying to win the West potentially. Right. You know, during this tumultuous season mm-hmm. – um, and the West is down. The West is kind of in a state of flux. So that's the beauty of it is we don't have to be very good. We just have to be good enough in this division right now. In right. this moment, like we had our worst three or four games to start, which mattered less because they weren't conference games. Right. And I mean, 
we are now it's conference season and we're sitting in first place. Like it's sort of like we've stumbled upon a bad year or something that like, we're like, okay, this might be the time to have done what we did, but there's an opportunity. And that's all you can ask for as a fan watching it is totally the opportunities there. Our team is good enough to beat most of the teams they play. If they just play a good game, we just don't know what, which Nebraska we're going to get. We see it in one half or another, but we've never seen it. All the way through. It seems like a lot of teams too, though, like are are flawed enough that if it gets away from them, they could lose like by three touchdowns to anybody. I mean, look at Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin just smashed Northwestern, but they got killed by Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, and Indiana beat Illinois. You know, and so it's almost like yeah, when you pit everything against Michigan and Ohio State, it's like the Chippendale sketch of Swayze and Chris Farley, (laughs) where you know Chris Farley's doing his whole thing, and and, you know Swayze's doing his whole thing. It's like yes, of course. Swayze, Michigan, Ohio State, greater than the Big Ten West, which is Chris Farley at this point. <laughs> but that's not what you're going against here. And the the, the judges are telling Farley, he's like, uh-huh. He's uh-huh. like, when his body's just so much better so- than his. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All-time sketch. Yep. Uh-huh. All-time sketch. <laughs> but Kevin, it was close with the effort. Right? Kevin Nealon in that sketch is just, he plays the perfect, he's just so yeah. sincere. He's just, you guys both did a great job, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a terrific sketch. But so with this game, though, a couple of things before we get into the nitty gritty of it. So often over the last five years, you and I have sat down and we've turned on the mics and we've said to each other, how the hell did Nebraska lose that game? It is nice to finally come down here, turn on the mics and kind of say, how the hell did Nebraska win that game? Right, like I, I don't know, and it was so it was so befuddling to watch because maybe for some context, we finally watched a game together. Maybe we need to do that more often, right? And we watched it during a wedding on on my phone, in sporadically on different phones. Right. Like we're sitting at a table and everybody's trying to pay attention to the wedding, and you just see eyes going down each of these tables. <laughs> Everybody had phones propped up on the right. table. I mean, because. That's yes. the downside of having a wedding. A Friday during, wedding. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, during a wedding in the fall. Not our friend's fault. They switched the times. Yes. But um, it, it was just such an odd way to watch a game. And then the one time we watch it like that, the outcome is the thing we've been waiting for for years. Well, it's a close game. Right. That, like we shouldn't win that we win. So here's the thing. It's it's to build off of what you just said. It is. It's nice. To, we got to give credit to Nebraska's defense, and we'll do that as we go through this this recap pod. But it's also nice to to see a game unfold where the uh, the opposition did what Nebraska usually does. Yeah. I found myself, especially rewatching the game, thinking, "Man, Rutgers is basically pulling a Nebraska of the past five years." And I will. So I think his name it's Dave Feet of Husker Max. Feet, Dave, if if that's not how you pronounce your last name, I apologize, but. Uh, I saw his story and I was reading it and he put it great. Let me read this to you. He goes, he goes, stop me. If, stop me. If any of this sounds familiar, the team that lost on Friday night, struggled on offense, settled for field goals, lost the turnover battle, had horrible clock management, wait, management, wasted a timeout, was killed by penalties in crucial moments, still had a chance to win, but threw an interception on their final drive. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's been Nebraska. Yeah. The entirety of these now the fifth year. Yeah, I mean, especially those like even those moments like they block the punt and they don't get in the end zone. Yes, and you go like because like, if they get in there, that game starts feeling like it's slipping away. Yes, you know, like things like that 
have been our MO. Right. And it is. It's like, I guess we've been so focused on those things that we do that now when we see other teams doing, we're like, uh-oh. Yes. You're doing, like, we've become experts, experts in like, at how, spotting. To, how like, to lose games. How to lose cost close you. I mean, games. literally, it's like, oh, you pl- blocked a punt, only got three out of it. That's going to cost you. Mm. Take like, it from me. Put it on the you list know? of like, watch out. <laughs> like we are, we are experts in like how to lose right. close games. So when we see, oh, that penalty, you're gonna slam that guy right, right. there. Yes, and we'll get into all those things because yeah. there was a laundry list of like, if you stop for a second and try to put yourself on the Rutgers sidelines, this game had to have driven you absolutely crazy. Oh boy, yeah. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Okay, so when I when I watch the game now, and I don't even know if this is helpful. Like I, when I take notes, I I go through I I take notes on each drive and each play in each drive. And as I was watching, I decided to highlight every seemingly significant play. Yeah. And so when the game was over, I went through and I counted them all up. I ended on twenty two, twenty two significant plays, moments, sequences that kind of led us to a fourteen to thirteen win for Nebraska. So here we go. I'm going to go in order. Okay. So this will be kind of fun. Okay. I rewatched it this morning. So it's fresh. So I, I've got them all in my head. First half, significant plays, moments, sequences. Got to go Rutgers first drive. Two things happen, and I'm kind of doing a two-for-one special at the gates here. You have the long ball on Hartsuck, yep. Malcolm Hartsuck, which is going to be a theme, I think, because of how you've talked about how Bill Bush is trying to do things defensively, a lot more man coverage. And, you know, when you're an undersized freshman corner, I mean, it's like, you know, you, I mean, you're kind of you're asking for it a little bit. And they're put, they're playing aggressive. They're playing on the line. Like they're 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 asking people to beat them uh, with hard throws. Right. You know, less easy throws. I think we were giving up up to that point. And then Vedral's touchdown run on that first drive. It looked like that was like they had it schemed perfectly. They had a guy pulling, pinned in, whoever they think it was Henrich or Reimer, and off yeah. to the races you go. It was yeah. a good finishing run by Vedral, too, to kind of stop and get into the end zone and not just go out of bounds. But then, so the second thing I wrote down was Hartsaw gave up another go route. Yep. And the reason I, I put this here as something significant is I've always felt like as a white guard in at first in the Big 12 and then even in the Missouri Valley Conference, when you're a white point guard, they, they're going to test your ass. Clear it out. Clear it out. They are going to attack. They're going to ISO and attack you. Yeah. And then they're going to pick you up full court and see if they can heat you up. And if I always felt like it was critically important. The early, first time. The first time. <laughs> you ISO me. I better can stop you right now. Yeah. 
So then they go, ah, we're, we can't pick on him. Because it's a test. It's all They're gonna a test. They're going to test you. It's all, and it's not, maybe not fair, but it's, it is what it is, right? Like, maybe you've never seen Malcolm Harzog. Right. But he's a short freshman corner. Here comes the test. Yes. And, and if you pass the test, that, that coordinator goes, am I going to spend my next three second and longs testing that guy? Like, or am I going to try another play against yes. another? They'll move on. Right. But if, if you get beat once, guess where they're coming back? They're coming right if back to it. If you get beat it. twice, guess where they're coming? So that's that's a great point on that you get, you're going to get tested. You're going to get tested. And as much as we love him, and he, and he came through at the end with the pick at the end of the game. Yeah. He got tested twice. He gave up two of them. So guess what Purdue's going? Jeff Brown's going, go routes on 13. Yeah. We like it when we get a, when we get a three by one and that guy's and in that the guy's isolated over. and the safety's over. We're just, it's automatic. Like so that, I, I, unfortunately, Hartzog yeah, as like, he didn't pass the test initially. Hartzog's getting more go routes on him until he proves otherwise. Yeah, he'll be just targeted in general because right. he's like he's because he's young, like you said. But um, yeah, we'll see how he responds, and you know we'll have to do some things to combat that. Like, yeah, what can he do? You know, bring the safety over a little bit more, or you know, just for him. Sometimes you show press and you bail out, yeah. right? Like when you show bail, I mean, when you show tight and you bail. Well, guess what? They better break off. They better run underneath. Right? They, you know, it becomes different routes. So. You know, an offense has to then combat that, but you got to keep them guessing essentially. No, no doubt. So I, I wrote that down because I'm like, I had flashbacks of like when I got in against Texas on Big Monday as a freshman and just I was wildly disrespected in that game. <laughs> yeah. But it's how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but you it's, bet that first time you, you know, like as a defender, if you're ready for the first time and you can anticipate, make the stop, you've bought yourself breathing. Because you're while. right. Because then they'll go, ah, oh, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not. We're not going to waste time on this next position. Just isoing or just like, like this coaches, next second and long. We're not going to just throw yeah. a moon ball. Because. Coaches have a short attention span. Yeah, like go, if ah. you don't get them excited about the opportunity, they're going to move to something else they feel better. Right. About. Um. So that was the second thing I wrote down. Third thing I wrote down was obviously the punt being blocked. Gets returned to the nine yard line. I think it was Blaze Gunnerson. Good job saving the touchdown on the tackle. If the dude, he didn't scoop it up clean. Yeah. You wonder if he would have caught it clean if he would have scored. And like you said, boy, oh boy, 14 nothing feels a lot different than 10 nothing eventually. And what did you see anything? It looked like they were just outnumbered. Was there anything on the block that so you the, saw? Just going back to Iowa last year, it's like the time of the snap to getting the kickoff and when. It looked like our guys were drifting over. You know, they're right. drifting right. Is the punter supposed to drift with them? Um, and I don't know. Like, to me, it's like, is somebody supposed to get more of a piece on that guy? You know, because there yes. were four guys that seemingly ran. I'd love the angle wasn't great. No, it was, it was from behind Bushi. Yeah, but if you, I would love to see, like, was that four guys untouched? Because four untouched on three is a problem. That's a problem. I, th I always thought, like, we had to get a piece of those guys up front with the rugby style. And then the punter's got to get like directly behind right. the three. So I I just I'm not familiar with rugby because I never did it. Right. I always did the the, the classic traditional style. And I don't know, man. I feel like those rugby's is like they stress a brother out. I mean, they be stressing a brother out. Yeah, I know because they don't. Sometimes it feels like they're like, well, that guy just gets to go. And yes. Like, and you're like, what? really? You're just gonna let this guy run through because homeboy was blocked all of that thing. Yeah. I mean, and and so big special teams play. 
we've all seen the whatever the stat is. I don't even know what it is. Like some you win some ungodly amount of t- of games with you block a punt, and that Nebraska was, bucked that. There, there was the exception last week. Yes. We knew it. See, that's what was so scary about that game for us. I think right. when when the block punt happened, we went okay. Remember last week? That's what it, when you block a punt, you know pretty much it's eighty or ninety percent chance we're going to win. Right. And so we got our. The, we're down one. They blocked the punt. We're going. The oh odds boy. of us winning are almost nothing right Plummet now. Plummet at that point. Yeah. But then huge stand. This is the fourth thing we're done. I mean, obviously, we're getting a huge stand by Nebraska yeah. to hold them to a field goal after that. They're, they recovered. I think they're about the nine-ish yard line in that in that area. It's just those things give you a chance. Just, that's why you and, always hustle and get somebody down. And in some ways, it feels like when you're running off the – when both teams then ran off the field, Nebraska could kind of – like defensively, you could kind of go, oh, Okay. I mean, all right. When you look up in the scoreboard and it's just, if it's always manageable, you don't have to rush it then. You don't like, you can still play your game on offense. And especially Um, early on in the game, just felt like, I think you even said it when we were drinking in the bar before things really got rocking. You're like, man, this feels like a game scoring a touchdown is going to be like hard to come by. (laughs) It just felt like one of those games where it was like, anybody that scores a touchdown feels like, yeah, you're you you've climbed Mount Everest a little bit, but so huge huge sequence there. Uh, number f- the the fifth thing I wrote down is Nebraska's third third drive of the game. Uh, classic Yant, Yant, good ten yard run on first down, and then he gets a false start on the next play. And you're just like, how does he he? he I knows. think I think Yant put on twenty since starting. He, 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 he looks big to me. Like I think. Uh, he was moving pretty good though. Yeah, I, I know. liked he was moving well, but like, like he, he ran looked, the ball well when he got the ball. Yeah, he just looks big, and I he has not earned my trust for like I know he's he's had he's had I don't know how many carries, but I can I can think about three or four just like easy mistakes he's made. Like he tripped in the goal line that one time. He yep. went the wrong way one he time. Went the wrong last way against year. Michigan. Yeah, and got pulled. It's stymie to drive, and you know then like a false start as the tailback. Which, I mean, I play tail- as a Nick, running back. I, yes, you know, you're the guy that gets to see everything. Right. All you got to do, you don't have to be early. No, <laughs> your job is go after they snap it. Like, right. You'd never get that. So start. classic Yant there for two plays. But the reason I wrote this, it's the whole drive is because then on third down, Casey Thompson throws an interception is a really bad throw is your classic cover to the, you know, the, the corner. Just floated right into it. It wasn't even close. Thompson it was a was bad under, throw. Thompson was under a lot of pressure. Too. That's what's hard is he was, you know, because Casey Thompson didn't play well, but in his defense, I mean, holy mackerel. It was homeboy was under siege the whole game. And we'll get into the offensive line. Yeah. But bad throw, bad read. That's what he'll do to you. It speeds your minds up. It makes you see ghosts and see things that aren't quite there. Interception. Sixth thing I wrote down. Uh, because it ends up the universe ends up uh, equaling out at the end. So I thought it was a really bad offensive pass interference on Trey Palmer yeah. in the first half. It's uh, this is what you have to do every once in a while is throw a moon ball to Palmer and hope for the best. But it's a bad call down the Nebraska sideline that ultimately even itself out. But I wrote that down because I felt like it created the the universe tilted against Nebraska, and you hope that the gods will tilt it back. Yep. Number seven, this was just something that pissed me off. Nate Borkacher, false start at the end of the first quarter when you guys are clearly waiting for the time to run out. 
stuff like that. Like if I was a coach, I'd just be like, just go to the locker room and we'll see you at the airport. Like him and Yant, those are guys that have they're so unsettled about playing football. Like right. to me, it's like they're not that they're bad athletes or bad no. players. They're not comfortable playing football. And that's right. there's a difference between a good football and a bad football player and being comfortable playing football. Right. Those guys could be good, maybe, if they could ever find a way to get comfortable. Like you just like everything seems hard that you're clearly in your head so much that you gotta like I got I gotta go. You're overly excited because both just, guys were just overly they're they're on their toes too much. They're yeah, they're, they're anxious. Just, they're they're tight. Right. Like, like, dude, go go grab the, you know, go take the handoff. Right. Go make your block. Right. But don't rush it. Don't rush it. <laughs> you know? They're, they're, the, the clock was, I mean, they got a full start with like three seconds left in the first quarter. It's unreal. Frustrated me. Eighth thing I wrote down. Really, really bad execution on third and one on a jet sweep to Palmer. It was where they, they did the whole, they huddled up and they got to the line quick. They were trying to, they couldn't block anybody. Running between the tackles was tough to do. So they're trying to get kind of trickery a little bit with a jet sweep to Palmer horrible timing on it really bad that kind of a lot of what it that that play kind of encapsulated just the disjointed nature of the first half on a variety of levels ninth thing i wrote down there was a wide receiver do you call it a tunnel screen or a jailbreak screen uh i always call it a jailbreak but i think it's more of a tunnel um there's 824 left in the second quarter rutgers runs a jailbreak or tunnel screen this should have been a tfl yeah yes yeah it should have been a TFL. Caleb Tanner unblocked, sees it, runs at it, and just misses it. Just misses. And because you miss, it turns into a 43-yard game. Yeah. Which eventually leads to a Rutgers field goal. I'm just pointing this play out where it's like all Caleb Tanner, who's a good player, and really there was multiple hats to the ball. Like, just get him down. Just get him down. It's amazing how, I mean, one, you have either a TFL or a 43-yard game. And the game, like I said, the game at that point was like the defense was was starting to turn the tide. Um, yes. And they gave him a couple, the two long passes. And then they like, it they was really good. Much. And then that that play. Was, That's that was exactly the, right. That, and that was the, the third just like play that made it seem like, it made the defense seem like they were a lot worse than they were. You're so right, though, because there's been two long balls to over Hartzog. And then that, and then other than, than, than this play, other than that, they Rutgers didn't do much. Didn't do much. No, hadn't hadn't really done much. But that leads to a po- to points to get them to thirteen. Yeah, but that was another good uh, good rally by the defense to force hold the three, hold them to three, hold them to three, hold them to three. I just brought that up because I'm like, man, not only did you you did a good job holding them to three, but the ball shouldn't even have gotten to the other side of the field. Yeah. Tenth thing I wrote down. And watching it back, it was Casey Thompson's second interception. Interception. It looked like Martin and Thompson weren't on the same page. It, I don't know what route even Martin was running. I don't either. He it was looked almost like, running like an It out. looked like it was an out and up almost. And it looked yeah. like Thompson was just running a, a just a fade and just yeah. was going to go let him go make a play. But bad throw. It gets intercepted. And you know what's funny, though? And I want and because I wrote this down, we were talking about how Casey Thompson was under siege all night. I will say the last two games, and maybe this is a product of your line, he doesn't seem to have great pocket presence right now. He did in the first couple games. I wrote it down. I go, which is odd to me because God, I would say I my prevail one of my prevailing things that jumped out at me 
in the Northwestern game was Casey Thompson's poise and pocket presence was excellent. And I feel like it has eroded a lot. Well, maybe rightfully so. And I that's mean, what I'm saying. This is the hard part is that like the last two games, he has done himself a disservice by leaving the pocket. Right. Um, where stepping up and throwing or stepping up and then maybe running probably damages the defense that will have a harder time with that. Instead, he's sort of like playing into the rush by leaving early. Um, but man, he's been taking hits. And when you take hits as a, you know, and he's taking some bad hits where he's like, he, I thought he's been out twice this year. He's like, come back. And I'm going, well, at halftime, you weren't sure if he was going to come back, you know, like start second half. You're like, is, is Casey Thompson done? But yeah. I mean, he's gotten hit so hard. He's been knocked out of two games now, two in a row. And he might've even gotten knocked at the one where Smothers went against North Dakota. I think he maybe got hit. So he took a chin shot chin against that, but the, he was on. He landed on his shoulder right. against uh, Indiana. The, that's when you go, oh, that's a throw. You know, it's right. a throwing shoulder. Like so, yeah, he's taking some big hits, man. Like don't. So that's what's so hard. It's like, okay, what's good? Like in Casey Thompson's defense, when you're getting hit and your pocket is muddied in a mug, mm-hmm. and and you don't trust your line to give you time. You start rushing things. You start running out of the pocket. You don't want to step up in the pocket. I'm telling people, go back and watch that Northwestern game. He was stepping up into the pocket and delivering the ball. And now, yeah. dude is like a we we blitz that game too. I mean, that de- our defense. Oh God, that game. But God. man, so I just wanted I wanted to bring that up of like, okay, Casey Thompson. All of a sudden, his pocket presence is eroding. It goes with the line. But, I mean, I don't know who really would have a lot of pr- success right now. That that pocket is horrific. Yeah, I think, I mean, to me, it's it's our lines just, they don't handle pressure. Like, they're not handling pressure well. You know, they were doing stunts and stuff. And the, they, were, they were bringing a lot of people and moving people. And our line was like, it looked like that was there was no chance. They have a hard enough time against three and four man rushes. Yeah. And when people bring elaborate twists and blitzes from different spots, we become blind. Yeah, and you know, I, like my 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 takeaway though, it, it, you know, for Whipple going forward is we can't let a team tee off on us for a half before we start running screens and swing swings, passes, draws, swings, yeah, like. Quick, you know, plays right. designed to get the ball out uh, and use the rushing. You know, it's all about yes. force, right? Like use people. It's it's like uh, jujitsu, right? Like right. you know, if they're if they're thrown at you, you like you use their leverage and their force against them. Like you got to do that. Like start out the game with screens and tunnel screens and draws right. and like, and then all of a sudden, every one of their D linemen has to take a count slower, right? Yeah, it gives our line because a chance, there right? because right now it felt like the whole game, Rutgers was pinning their ears back on their toes, coming after yeah. Nebraska. Yeah, and so, but Casey, I mean Casey's taking some hits. He has, and that's where I, you know, especially like to get him back to feeling comfortable. Like maybe we got to do some things differently offensively. Yes, got to help him out Just a little bit. Build build the offense back, and then you know maybe teams will you know turn down a notch on us how they defend because right now they are starting to turn up the well it's just like anything like the school thought of what we talked about of like when coaches are going to test a corner if if they start get either it doesn't pay dividends or they get burned on it they're going to think twice about doing it again Mm -hmm. 
And so you got to keep that school of thought in your mind. And again, Whip knows that. I mean, we yeah. act like Whip's like doesn't understand that. But just, like you said, I think I mean, the biggest look, thing was he needs to go to it sooner. Look at look at our team. All right. So every single third uh, and long after Oklahoma beats us on a QB draw uh, where we just like ran up the field mindlessly, like watch our defense. Right. They're running stunts now so that we are protecting yeah, the lanes QB yeah, draw right. um, on third and long. Like right. what? Why? Because they got burnt on it once. Right. Yeah. So like we need to put it in somebody's brain. Right. Don't do that to us. Right. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So like that, that's, that's the psychology of football. That's so important. Like we need to think like that, you know, proactively to start a game. We need to get the heat off Thompson, have our like rush, rush beaters. Let's get the rush stopped right. now. Rush right. beaters. Let's put them in like that thinking. I think we need to be, uh, needs to be in our totally agree forefront of our mind. The 11th thing I wrote down, again, uh, we're talking a lot of Hartzog today. Hartzog has an interception. Goes through. It's third and nine, just under four minutes left. Hartzog has an interception go through his hands, and instead, Crookshank catches it for a first down. Mm -hmm. It's like big play there. 12th thing I wrote down was then, because this was on the same drive, I told you the universe tilted against Nebraska. The universe then evened its, its, itself yeah. out. Because Rutgers had a big gain on, and they got a horrible call on them on offensive pass interference, would have been a big play because that would have eventually potentially led to points for Rutgers. But Trey Palmer had a bad one, evens it out. Yep. Thirteenth thing I wrote down to end the first half was Nebraska had two sacks on the final two drives that were very important. Third and eleven, ball at midfield, a minute thirty left. O'Shawn Mathis comes up with a big, big sacks. Mathis got sacks, which. Could have led to points, but it's a big play. And then after a quick three and out by Nebraska where Thompson got knocked out of the game and they had Purdy in and, and yep. things didn't go anywhere and punting it right back to him. Garrett Nelson has a big sack on second down for a loss of eight, eventually making it a 58-yard field goal yep. attempt. And they had to run. They had to run back. Yes. They had to run back. That that play was huge. That was huge. because that a big play. Yeah, I mean, that's one where, like, just – football one-on-one stuff like if you're that quarterback can't. that's the only thing you can't do as a coach you preach that but that's the that's the type of that's a losing football play right like when we talk about how to lose a football game like when it's a game like that getting that three points matters and he, he made a losing football play no timeouts he takes a sack that keeps so he gets out of field goal Everybody's range. Everybody's got to come back and they got to run back. Like all you got to do is get the ball out, right? You know, throw it away or you know scramble. For, like you just can't do that, right? But Math or uh, Nelson, that's a big play. Huge so now halftime, thirteen nothing. Nebraska's offense, zero points, one hundred and thirty-five total yards, two turnovers, all lows uh, on the season. We've talked about the offensive line struggling. Really bad half for the offense. The defense, we've talked about them. Outside of two two balls to Hartzog and a missed tunnel screen tackle. I mean, not terrible. The D the D besides those plays um was good. Um I I feel like my big takeaway. I don't know if I should do big takeaways till we're done. Look with, at you trying to be like, in up. conclusion. Let's not conclude the first half. Let's conclude the game. In conclusion at intermission of this play. In conclusion of the first drive of the game. No. 
How about you wait till the end of the game? I'll, I'll hold Spe- my Speaking of an embarrassing, uh, I was in London and we went to f- me and my wife and uh, her parents and her sister. They all wanted to go to Phantom of the Opera. Do you think Nick Ma wanted to go to <laughs> Phantom God, of the Opera? I know the look in your face when the suggestion. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "We doing what? You what? said we doing with the Phantom of the Menace? Are they doing like tights and stuff? Like tonight? what you mean, Phantom of the Opera, dog? What you talking about? Do so, I have to wear like a dress or something? What do you mean, dog? <laughs> so I had really never been to like a real play like that. Yeah. Oh, you went? And so, oh yeah. I mean, what am I okay. supposed to do? Be like, I'm not going. I mean, you got to go. Yeah. And I mean, I was before I was married to my wife. So I was like, you know, you do a lot of phony stuff like, oh, oh I love, yeah, I love plays. So what's your favorite one? I'm like, Black 41 Flash. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a small town play from back. So, it's small town. It was in a, it was really in Millard, Nebraska. But we go to Phantom of the Opera. I mean, they sing. There's no dial. It's singing the whole time. Uh-huh. And I'm just, I'm there. Un- I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. Okay. Chin goes out. Chin gets out. I'm so confused. I'm like, act like you know what's going on. Act like you know what's going on. I didn't realize they did like long plays have an intermission and then you come back for the second half. Oh, Nick, did you go outside? I Well, no, I got up and I was like, I thought it was over. <laughs> I was so not in tune with the storyline. Couldn't understand what was going on. Oh, Nick. I, we get out into like the main area. You know, like you know, I was like, well, that was good. That was, and they were like, it's it's intermission. I was like, of course it is. Yeah. So they just they never got back together. So huh? you know, you, it's unfortunate, man. He's got that mask and everything, but he'll be all right. Yeah. Okay. So where are we going? So uh, should we go to the royal palace? <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so my oh, experience, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Your boy thought intermission it was over. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. Okay, uh, it's so, so good for you to do things like that. I know I was you, good for me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I went and saw the Mona Lisa in Paris on the ship. I was like, this is excellent. This is good. Is this good? This is good. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know there are a lot of ways to to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is what's popping. Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Um. Okay. It's, it's intermission. We got a second half to go. There's set two halves. First thing I wrote down, second half. Nebraska's first drive. It's a tone-setting play in this motherfucking drive. I, I mean, this may... I already know. Uh, Nick, I, Nick, Nick, let me tell you something. I was going to tell you if there's one play that I think made the game, I think it's this play. I do, too. I, I have a weird... 
I don't know if it's a belief or what it is, but I think in the end, we're all just cavemen. Yes. And there we're is- all just in our groups and right. we fight your group, you fight my group. And if my guy comes and knocks out your leader, like my leader knocks out your leader, right? like you all go, oh, duh. Yeah. And we go, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Every like the the mindset of each team changed just enough to we're the tough guys and you like and we're giving it to like that that play. I mean, he cold cocked him. He knocked him out. KO'd his ass. He KO'd a guy, and I just we don't see that as much in football anymore. He just KO'd him because he decided I'm not running out of bounds and I'm making a point. And I'm telling you, like I'm just, and especially the game when you listen me to me, flipped. Yes. It flipped. I I looked around because I I think I screamed. They were doing like speeches, like right. best man speeches, like. And here's the thing about him: they met, and it was a Wednesday night, and I went, "Oh man!" And I was like, <laughs> and I, I like lost the sense where I was. Right. The bride bridesmaid was like, and you know the saying, <laughs> "Happy wife, happy life." And Bo was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's the truth." <laughs> Oh, man. Man, that is the truth. But so for people who don't know, we're talking about the Grant swing pass comes down the sideline. And like you said, you know, dude thought Grant was just going to come to him and go out of bounds. And Grant fucking lights this guy up. And it's right in front of the Rutgers bench. They all see it. They had to watch the their, their, they their, watch their teammate get cold cocked within five feet of them. They and, all had to sit there and watch him lay in the ground. And it's just a, it's a primal thing. We knocked out your guy right in front of your faces and they had nothing to say. And if you listen to the rhetoric from Mickey Joseph after the game, usually whatever messaging you hear in a post game is a lot of what the messaging was throughout the game to the team. Mickey used the analogy of a street fight, like there, you know, a street fight, there are no rounds or anything. You just keep fighting until the time, until it, you know, until it's over. And he was, there was just a big thing of like, even guys were writing on their, like on their tape about like, just like keep swinging. You're yeah. always in the fight if you keep swinging. Yeah. And that is a, that is a play that lives out that rhetoric. Yeah. And I just, for me, like, especially rewatching the game, it just, things flipped in that moment to me. So shouts out to Anthony Grant on the low, low. He couldn't he couldn't find a hole to save his life. Right. But that play was for me, that was the game turning play. I, like I, mean, I put I put it like before and after that play. That the to me, the game is a different game because we we went and we took somebody out. We oh, we went and we dropped the hammer on somebody. Man. And in the end, that's that's why I love football. I love football because in the end, it is the ultimate test of physicality. Like it is the test of will. And like, I just, those I are it. the plays that it, they, something happens and it immediately can change, you know, a hundred guys on that side and a hundred guys on that sideline. One moment like that changes everything. And it's, it wasn't, but what a 10 or 15 yard gain. That was it. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was, it's set up, a t- it's, you know, Nebraska still had a lot of the drive. Like it was the middle it, of a drive. But uh, if Anthony Grant walked in here right now, I mean, I would, I mean, I am, that, that got me so excited. <laughs> hey, 
It's a statement, Nick. What I just it want to was, say, Grant trucking that guy was better than Phantom of the Opera. Okay, I just want to. I stayed for the second half to watch Grant. <laughs> okay, so Grant KO's homeboy. On this drive, though, there was also a fourth and two conversion where the KO king Anthony Grant went up the middle and and did he kind of that little doodle like he's tough. Like he's every once in a while, he'll just kind of like thought. like I didn't know what we were getting. Big with horn him. sheep. They're like yeah. <laughs> Like he runs, like he'll get to the sideline. All of a sudden, he starts looking like when. But he's a tough runner. He's a yes. tough runner. Yes, and he's not. But see, what's weird is like uh, he looks smaller than he does big to me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you, there, there's an average size right. on the football. I wouldn't field. call him a big back. I call put, him smaller than right, big. Right, Yance a big back. Yance bigger than average. Right, this guy's smaller than average. So like to me, to be physical, I would think you need to be average at minimum and i feel like he's sm- but he's tough what do you, you know what he's got he's good at i don't know if this makes sense there's a there's usually a rhythm to tackling yeah like here we go here it comes he he is an off rhythm at the end of his runs like yeah. he'll he'll as that moment as you're kind of gathering ready to go he's into you hitting you or he, he kind of or he beats you with his like like off step he's kind of got that i guess what i'm saying that's a better way to put like he gets you he's just he disrupts your timing as a tackler yeah he's like a almost like a southpaw boxer yeah he's like he's like off he 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 throws off your cadence or something so fourth and two he picks it up this is the first drive and then there was a third and seven conversion to trey palmer then on the very next play good job by whippy whip play action Volkolek, I slip out of backfield. I make touchdown. My my friend Grant K.O., your leader, and I get in end zone. You are girly men now, I can tell. I didn't <laughs> know tell what Grant did to you. You are girly men. We are men. men. I love this. He, he was in the end zone and did, and he just kind of put his hands out. Because, I mean, he's a Rutgers transfer. So he's like, you remember Volkolek? You never. I steal it live. <laughs> I'm on other tribe, Nebraska tribe now. Yes. Look at yes. me. Yes. I catch ball in end zone. Oh, yes. Six <laughs> points for Volkolek. So, okay, that was first try with the second half. Yep. A guy that in the moment he was Ray Finkel for Ace Ventura. When 24 was in the game initially, at the wedding, when I was watching on my phone, I was like, who the heck is that? Yeah, who the heck? Who the heck is that? But he comes up big. Brandon Moore, very similar to the pick from Rutgers, plays cover two perfect, drops, floats back up, inters- great read and catch, shouts out to number 24, Brandon Moore, the Central Florida transfer. It's the second thing I wrote down, big interception in the second half. I think half. he's like 24, 25 years old. Yeah. I think he's an old dude. Right. I think he, yeah, he drove a minivan. He was like, yeah. I'll meet y'all there. <laughs> I got to drop the kids off. Yeah, right? <laughs> Listen to Huey Lewis in the news on the way there. Okay. Uh, but shouts out to Brandon Moore driving his minivan. <laughs> he took, he's, I can't, hey, I got, we got a, we got a van now. I mean, I'm a hey, van guy. You're so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's my, Brandon Moore took a minivan. He was just like, this is great. This is great. Oh, Third man. thing I wrote down. I wrote this down because, see, this is what's hard. Is sometimes you, you read about a controversy or controversy. Uh, you read about people questioning something, and you watch the game looking for it. Did you have a problem with fourth and one Whipple going shotgun empty and trying to throw it to Washington? 
So I, I don't yeah, have the Twitter wanna, offensive I, coordinators like I would never do such things. I, the I reason probably, I would not do that is because it didn't work, and I have the ability to know that it didn't work. So I, therefore, I would say I would not do that again. It, that's exactly that's why I don't want to question this because, like, look, if he gets it, it works. <laughs> if he doesn't, you know, then he's an idiot. But like, how to could drive to him? Me, on? To me, I don't know. I just I don't love. Here's why I don't love it. I don't love it with our team. Because I don't trust our line. Casey's not going to run. Like, to me, because Casey just, like, has shown no desire to run. Right. They don't really have to guard him on the run. They don't have to honor a scramble one yard. That's Martinez. Like, we ran QB draw every other play. So, you know, that's that's the only reason. The reason I don't like it is because the threat of run with Casey's not really there right now. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. When they went empty, I was like, QB draw. And then they tried to just straight up throw it. And so, I didn't, I mean, I didn't love it, but I also, if you're, put yourself in Whipple's shoes. Whipple's going, we've, we've shown zero signs yeah. of, of being able to consistently run the ball up the middle and get any hay. Now, the problem is they had just, Grant had just picked up a fourth and two up the gut, but they had tried to do the quick jet sweep to Trey Palmer. Like, they just have had a hard time lining up and running it up the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love it either. But I'm not ready to be like, you know. Uh, I think to me, take him to court. I, I would, sue him for yeah. horrendous coordinating. Horrendous coordinating. Uh, Suing you for horrendous coordinating damages. A hundred dollars. I'm not doing that. You were stretching for the hundred. I didn't know what I wanted uh, to charge him with. Uh, it's tough. It's, I, I don't know. We don't. In, in like, the end, if it's like. Anything under a yard and under, I just am like Anthony Grant's pretty good. That's where like I, I almost the opposing tribe's leader. I'd be like, can we do a swing pass to Anthony Grant? <laughs> um, it's but let's not. Be, so whatever. Let's I mean, not Whip, be too critical of play calls because in the end, like Whip's been doing it for fifty years. Yeah, Whip's Whip. I'm not going to catch question. Whip. The guy still let me whip. He's still whipping people's ass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm whip your ass. That's what he said. Whip. I whip your ass. Was whip. Fourth thing I wrote down. This is where uh, Rutgers, I think maybe Rutgers watched so much Nebraska film over the last five years. They just like absorb Nebraska's like, like ability to cheddar Bob themselves. They watch eight mile cheddar Bob and then watch all Nebraska film. <laughs> Rutgers first drive of the fourth quarter. They get to fourth and inches. They're going to go for it. They get up to the line and they do a false start. So now they have to punt. Yeah, that's a big play. It's a big play. Big mistake on their part. Fifth thing I wrote down here. Here comes the winning sequence. Wait, which we're on? I thought we were on in the teens. Where are we at? Sorry, I, I restarted my count, and so we'd be at. So if this is five, we're at eighteen. You you redo? Where did you restart the count? So I, I read. Okay, <laughs> my bad, dog. Hey, dog. Wait, so the, the count of twenty-two. Dog, restarts. if you want to stand up and take it right here, I want Anthony <laughs> Grant your ass. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. 13 plays in the first half, and I started the count over. The so count restarts. The count restarts, but now I'll keep it going. So we're now on play number five of the second okay, half, so which will get us to 18. this is Vegas, you reshuffle the I deck. I reshuffle the deck. And the count starts. Right we're right. starting over. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, 18, okay? The winning sequence. Middle of the fourth quarter. Second and 17. Malcolm Hartsock. Corner blitz. Miles Farmer rotates into it. Oh. Interception on Evan Simon. Yeah. Good play. Shouts out to Miles Farmer. 
Miles Farmers had a rough year. He's yes. had a rough go at it. So I'm happy for him that he, you know, he's he's got some talent. He made a nice play. It was a big play. It was a game changing, like leading to a game winning play. Um, I feel good for him because he needs to Me build too. some confidence. That guy's had a rough go. And I love then the second part of the sequence. You and I always talk about this sudden change shot. And if there's a dude you want to take a shot with, it's got to go. It's Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer, got to go. <laughs> Trey, make it happen. Love the ch- the sudden change. Just runs past the guy. That guy. We Three talked about him a ton. Three times a game. Just do it. He just is do a it. special, special, special player in that he just has the ability. And I know this sounds very, very simple. He can just run past people. And, and he like, so the, the difference in that was like, it looked like it was like going long out. Yeah, I know. I thought he overthrew him. And the guy and in, in, in Trey were even, but like when, when you're even, He's, he's leaving. leaving, and that dude left in that last like ten yards to close it. He just zips to it, and that's that's like if you got that talent, only if you got that talent, do you make that play. Uh, just but what a sequence! Huge armor pick, Trey Palmer shot touchdown. All of a sudden, it's fourteen to thirteen, and Nebraska's in the lead, and Adrian's in the stands going, "You're gonna." Right. And Mickey and they're, they're rubbing each other's head. Paulie's oh, yeah. rubbing yeah. the what, what's his name. Ah! Okay, and we were actually so by this point at the wedding, just to keep you posted where the how the wedding was going. <laughs> nobody's faking that they're watching this. Right, now. everybody's got the phones we're, at table. Hud- there's about ten of us huddled around one phone, like yes. we're slapping high fives, like we're like we're getting like right. really excited. Uh, Which is fun. Huddle around these little teeny TV screens, you know, phone screens. Play number. This is 20 now. Rutgers second to last drive. I'm really, in, I'm, I'm doing a, like a three for one on a lot of these here. Rutgers second to last drive. Colton Feast comes up big, gets a big sack on second down. Garrett, Ultimate Warrior got a, got was in there Feast too. About missed it. Feast he, about missed it. But unblocked, then, but he held on. It's all you got to do sometimes is just the difference right. between holding on and not is huge. Which then back Rutgers up to third and 16, which makes that's all, nobody's got a great, you know, the whole thing. Like, you ain't got to do you ain't got any plays for third and 16. Led to a punt. So shouts out to Colton Feast for coming through. Big play there. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Nebraska is now in a moment where so many times before Nebraska has not been able to seal the deal. The management and execution of the of the final drive for Nebraska, Mickey Joseph, let me shake your hand. You took over with six minutes and about four seconds left in the game. You always talk about your four minute offense, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Nebraska is able to run nine plays, gain 29 yards, and chew five minutes and one second off the clock. Picked up a big third down to Volkalek. Mm-hmm. Casey Thompson did a nice job letting the clock run down all the time, snapping it with about one or two or three on the clock, even a couple of different times. 
Mickey let the clock run all the way down to one and then called timeout just on to, the one on, on the, the one. one, which to me, it, it's just such a, I just love that for so many reasons. It, cause it shows me that you understand how valuable every extra second yes. can be every, every, not even like the one second, one second matters because sometimes there's one second left and they can kick a field goal or something, right. or they get one more play. Like, and if you on the front end are always chipping down at that when you got the lead and you're always thinking about that, you've just increased your chances to win. That's it all just, it is. It you're just increasing your chance to how win. How many it. times has Nebraska taken over in this situation and either mismanaged the clock, not been able to get a first down, not been able to do any of the things that you needed to do to, to close out the game? Yeah. But Nebraska was able to do that. But there's also an element of Rutgers being like, who was on Sandlot? Did they get the they got the 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 chew before they got on the world and they just started puking all over themselves? Yeah, because you have the penalty on Oliver against Oliver Martin tackling Martin. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that penalty? I mean, he's uh, out of bounds. That, I thought it was weak. That's I mean, I call. didn't like the call either. I'm a guy like you. You keep the flag in your belt in that moment, unless it's just th- this shit's got to be. I mean, because he's trying to get him out of bounds, he's and he just him gets and him out of bounds, and your momentum. I, I didn't love the call. Every one of those pass interferences, and every like, I, I'm calling none of those. I'm calling right. none of them. I just go. I'm going to call nothing unless it's egregious. That's that's my rule. Right. So I thought Nebraska caught a major break, but Nebraska had always not caught breaks. But there's also an element of like when you do things right, the football gods are like, I'm gonna give him a penalty. I'm gonna give him a penalty here. <laughs> football gods become the Godfather. <laughs> Because they're, because they're obeying the clock management. Because I am the football guy. Because they're doing it again. I'll give them a penalty here. Oh, God. But amazing. You got a break. Uh, then the other thing that was Cheddar Bob, Sandlot, puking on themselves. How about Rutgers calling back-to-back timeouts? It's lose, They're playing foot like losing football. They are beating themselves. We're playing to like We're playing good football by letting the other team beat themselves. Like that's the thing that we've been trying to get to. And we've just finally kind of started doing it a little bit. Like, I mean, for us, not in the first half, our second half was good football. Yes. We played good foot net and like a closeout situation. We've proven we can be the team that plays good football. And we watch a team play bad football, right? That's all you have to do sometimes. And, and if it doesn't you watch- be great. It wasn't great. Right. It was just good enough. But if you, but sometimes if you're playing a team, like if you, you just got to play good, clean put football and the other team, every mistake gets magnified because you're playing good, clean football. Yes. And it just was so nice. Our buddy, Willie always jokes around. He, he said this like 10 years ago that he, he one time kind of jokingly said, but he might even be serious that like every team should have a coach that like their only job is clock management. Yeah. And it's amazing how often you watch games. And this isn't just exclusive to Frost and Nebraska over the years. Like people fuck up clock management all the time. And it just, but so when you watch someone do it right, it just was like, I was so happy to watch Mickey manage that whole situation the right way. Yeah. And Anthony Grant, I think twice was running towards the sideline. Right. And hit the brakes just got down like you know very easily could have been ridden out did you think he got how about the play where he went he clearly went for the first down but it, it ended up got alante brown i think he got it, but he ran out of bounds. bounds he ran out of bounds right. but did he get the first down i think he did okay 
So if he but, didn't know, that's a catastrophic error. But he, I think he, you know, those there's moments where it's like, okay, if I'm going to get it, I'm gonna, I got to go get it. And yeah. he went for it, but Elante Brown with another holding. Elante Brown's like per per attempted block holding ratio. Elante Brown's like with the first pick in the holding draft. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers select Elante Brown, Nebraska. You're like this guy, Elante Brown. You talk about a guy that holds. He can really hold. He really does. Uh, so Rutgers puked on themselves, mm-hmm. but Nebraska managed it well. Which then leads to the final minute of the game. Nebraska, pretty good pass rush the whole time. And then Malcolm Hartsaw gets the interception to seal the game. Yeah. And then it's ball game. But the bonus one. Can you believe Casey Thompson fumbled the snap in victory formation? I didn't see it. Obo. Fumbles the snap. Luckily, he got on it. But it was like. Was it an under center snap? Yeah. Oh, see, I, they don't do that as much. It's amazing. So. They're uh, rewatching it. They're on the camera. They actually have your brother. Your brother's hugging Quentin Newsom, hugging Malcolm Hartzog. Everybody's celebrating. And then they go to the field, and Casey's under center, fumbles it, gets on it, luckily, and it's ball game. This would go in the Hall of Fame if he fumbles that snap, loses it, and Rutgers in field goal range and kicks a field goal to lose the game. Well, we we would have for sure lost. I mean, there would have been no doubt we would have lost because I, I I it's just one of those like, oh man, that would have been yeah a night that so, been a nightmare if we lose that way, Nick. Oh, you just you, I mean, you almost at this point, Trev just gets up there and says, "We're we're done, we're done." We'd like to submit for our uh, our retirement as a football program. Uh, <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're not playing anymore. Uh, but Casey got on it. Yeah, clock struck zero, 14-13 Nebraska wins. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing, won a close game. You saw the stat in the, and we all know it. Nebraska had lost ten straight one score games. We all know the the number from Frost over the course of his five years when one score games. His record was five and twenty two. Nebraska finally finds a way to win a close game. Get that monkey off our back. I mean, now no you know, hopefully we can kind of let some of that go. Right. Because we've, uh, you know, it's been a, you know, it's been bad, but like at least now it's not like that many in a row. Like we definitely have to get better in those close games, but like now it's not like a thing at least. Before we get into the kind of the 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 intangible psyche of of all that stuff, well, I mean, we got to like the defense. Incredible two game stretch here relative to where this defense was at through yeah. the first four games of the season. I want you to really think back to that Georgia Southern game. Really think back to the Oklahoma game. Really think back to moments of the North Dakota game, the second half of the Northwestern game. Yeah. Like this was a defense that w- was barely showing a pulse. The idea that this defense could even stand up against anybody was a far-fetched idea. One in which that caused me to even question the Chenander firing because I think I was just like, this defense doesn't got it. I don't care who's running it. Yeah. Sure, Rutgers offense stinks. In fact, they fired their offensive coordinator today. Shiano did. Wow. Yeah. So that yes, they fired they're firing their offensive coordinator. Sean Gleason is out. So that was uh, it's it's just pretty amazing. In that game in particular, first half, Nebraska's defense gave up 13 points, 263 yards, didn't have any takeaways. Second half, goose egg, they pitch a shutout, 86 total yards given up, and they get three takeaways. That's interesting because I mean they fired. I guess they've been. I mean that's part of that's part of the thing. I don't want to like 
poo-poo on us too bad. No, but I mean, I think it's a little, I mean, let's be honest. I think a lot of people, I bet Rutgers and a lot of people, they think Nebraska is just going to throw in the towel. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I think a lot of us were like, is Nebraska going to throw? I mean, I think there was moments this year where you're like, yeah, it's it's, Nebraska going to quit. It's interesting. I, I, so one of my big takeaways is uh, like, uh, now get to your takeaways. uh, Okay. So I I think it starts with Nelson. (laughs) I think Nelson, like I watched, Nelson had, I think he had 11 tackles last night. Yeah, that sounds right. But he made about 20 really physical plays. Like, he he was moving line. Like, he was shucking linemen, and he was – every time he tackled somebody, he was physical. Like, uh, Reimer's starting to come on. You can just tell him he's like he's making more plays. He had a hell of a play dropping in coverage and breaking up a pass every time. I mean, he's just – he's making some of those splash plays. He's getting to the ball. He's flying around. Fast. I right. think he was, he looked slower to me than he, because he's a fast dude. Yes. He looked slow to me the first part of the season. I think he was getting his feet. Since the bye, he's really, I think, looked better. Ty Robinson's coming on week by week here. Uh, so those three guys to me are like, I'm going, okay, those guys are standing out. And then everybody else, I think, is just like, is playing a little bit more consistent, maybe. So that's not a huge compliment to the defense. But to me, it's like, I see it as a little step in the right direction. Well, I mean, the bottom line, Bo, is they've had back-to-back games where they've shut out two Big Ten teams in the second half. Yeah. So, I mean, it has been proven to be the right move to make a change in defensive coordinator because this team is, is, and that's not to disparage Chenander. We sung his praises throughout the course of his tenure here and in particular last year. But I think there's no doubt that this team has taken a gigantic step forward with different, a different set of eyes and a different voice defensively. Seemingly, like we've, like we've made halftime adjustments that have worked. Right, two weeks, two wins, no points in the second half. And okay, like that's all. It's a small sample size. But that's what we've seen. That's a small sample size, but no points in the second half, which we've been usually like worse. Right. We usually get worn down. And but now we're playing, I think we're just playing a little bit more like complete football games. They've been running the fourth, you know, like these are these are things that- well, even on top of that, like not only are, are these second half shutouts, but like the last two games in terms of the points given up by the defense. So if you take away Chubba Purdy's Fumble in the end zone yeah. touchdown. They only gave up 14 points to Indiana. And then against Rutgers, they only gave up 13 points, three of which were just handed to him because of a blocked punt. Called 10, yeah. 10, 13, whatever. Now, I will say this. Now, here comes reality. It's like, reality, yeah. open up. Damn it. Reality's here. Damn it. I will say this. Outside of Iowa... There is a chance that Nebraska has played the three worst offenses in the Big Ten so far. Fair. Fair. Let's just be fucking real with this. Yeah. Like, Northwestern's offense sucks. And they diced us. And they diced Nebraska up. Now, granted, that was when, you know, they were in Dublin drunk on Irish times. Yeah. Was there coming? I don't think this defense is very good. I'm not a huge fan of it. That was when we were worried that people were going to get fired. It was in the air. There's a chance I feel a fire. I smell a, smell a fire in the air here. Like bloodhounds around here when it comes to people getting fired. I got my friend uh, Earl. He's got a bloodhound at his house. We're drinking this all the time. He starts sniffing things. He knows when a fire's in the book. He couldn't know at the time. But Northwestern's offense sucks. Indiana's offense is not good. 
especially against Nebraska, they were missing their two top uh, um, wide receivers. And Indiana has fired their offensive line coach, by the way, too. So if you play Nebraska, like eventually you're going to get fired. So Northwestern, not good. Indiana, not good. Rutgers, not good at all. Yeah. So, but, but here's the thing is like, all you can do is play who's in front of you. So like you, it's hard to hold that against Nebraska. I know reality knocked on the door and came in there and that's fine. We'll re, we'll let reality come in and take a seat. We're not going to, we're not going to act like reality isn't here and real, yeah. but like, Oh, Indiana was on the schedule. They played them. It's like when Homer did the nuclear power plant competition for the art project, hey, wipe the, wipe the, beat the brains out. It was, it's like Frank Grimes tried to set him up to do a contest against children. And then word of Lenny and Carl and Homer beat their brains out. Yeah, you know? beat their brains out. So like, yeah, okay. They, sh- they shut out in the second half, Indiana and Rutgers. You can poo poo that if you want, but it's still a shutout to me. Like the, the whole season to me in my mind was like, yeah, you, you, I think we're good enough to beat Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia, Southern, uh, Indiana Rutgers, Purdue, and Illinois, and then then you got seven wins and you're happy. That's all I thought we needed to do. Right, like seven, eight wins. Like you had six or seven wins that like you don't have to be beat Michigan. You, you, you don't got to be great. Those teams, right? And the, these are the teams we need to beat right now. And just beat the teams that you're better than, and the teams that you're not. Like go take a swing at it. But like I, that's the thing we just have not done. So like I'm not going to get too hung up that it's. That it's all just in Illinois. I mean, like, we need to win a game. Here's why you can't, if you're trying to play the card of like, dude, it's Rutgers. Dude, this this team gave up 642 yards to Georgia Southern. That's what I'm saying. Like, we need to win any game we can, and we need to treat every game. Every game's got to be the Super Bowl. I, I got this sense through the last four or five years that even though we weren't winning, we treated... We treated these teams that we thought we were so much better than like that we were we were above them. Yeah. And I go, you know, you're not Alabama yet. Like we're not Alabama, but we would treat, you know, we, we had this like weird, like I just don't think we would prepare hard enough and we wouldn't call the plays. Like call every play in your book you need to call to beat Northwestern. Don't don't call swallow every- your pride and realize the fact that like beating Rutgers is a is not a given. It's huge. Yeah. And you should celebrate it. Yeah. Like for so you're right. For so long, Nebraska carried themselves like they were. They were the top dog and beating Northwestern should be a given. It's like, no, if if anything's taught us over the last five years, 10 yeah. years, it's like it's not. Well, I even remember like we like we saved all this stuff for Ohio State. Like, I remember we just, like, we saved, like, all of our, like, special plays for that Ohio State game that we had, like, uh, you know, the whole country was watching. It was like, okay, I, I kind of, okay, I see what you, but, like, like. But guess what? You lost to Colorado maybe because of it. You I lost mean, to Colorado uh, the or, week before. Like, I don't know. like Or, or uh, now this might have been because Vocalek was hurt early in the year. But remember, against Illinois last year, they weren't running a lot of the of the option. Yeah. But then all of a sudden at Oklahoma, they start running a little option and you go, I think they were saving it. I don't think they sold out last year against Illinois. It's like every, every, like that wasn't the Super Bowl. I, I, I think this year was, it was the Super Bowl against right. Northwestern, Northwestern, but it was too late by then. Like the hay was in the barn for, for the Scott Frost era. Right. Like, 
it was what it was. Like he, I, I just think at that point it was too late for him. But right. um, uh, I think of the years before that, we had a, we were a little bit. There's a little bit of arrogance. Yes, and we a li- we didn't take every game as seriously as we we played up against right. the good teams and we played down against the bad teams. Right, and we needed to just be like every bad team needed to be our Super Bowl. Totally, and so I just uh. The defense, man. I mean, again, let's not make them. They're not, you know, they're not the the greatest defense in the world. But relative to where this team was at a month ago to where they're at now, yeah. it's remarkable. This this stretch offensively, the scary thing about this team that, you know, when you are not good in the offensive line and you just have a hard time lining up and running the ball and getting a consistent push and you have a hard time protecting your quarterback, it's just hard. Football's hard, and they're probably going to catch up to you. And I just worry that above all else, that's just that's going to ultimately. Again, I don't think this team's good, but if you have to pick one thing that is really probably going to be this this team's undoing, it's this it's this offensive line. They were twenty nine rushes, seventy two yards, two point nine yards a carry, and the that Nebraska was getting their ass kicked in the trenches. Yeah, I mean Casey Thompson was getting beat up. I mean he he was they that their defensive line owned our offensive line like every time they they we drop back somebody was getting beat like take your turn like take your turn who's getting beat who can't pick up the stunt that just it's a long year if you can't protect right i mean that's where i got just looked at the start of the year like we protected right. we did a pretty good job protecting and that's like that's yeah, also now it's and that's the thing it's like you feel like now the defensive lines you're going to be playing now are going to get better and better and better and better yeah big concern um, you brought it up in terms of some of the rush beaters, more checkdowns to Grant in this game and swing passes to Grant. He actually was tied for the for the team leading catches with six. Yeah, look out, Marlon Lucky. Here comes checkdown camp. But that's a good given. I mean, do we think that that's probably going to be something you could see a little bit more of? I, I think just, just different the ways. Ball's got to get out. Like checkdowns are fine in the sense of like or whatever. Just like, on track. Yeah. I like them because they keep you on track. I'm just I just think it's more throwing the ball to getting Grant. the ball out of your hands early. Early in the game, the, I want the ball out. I don't want to be giving up sacks in the first half. Like I think it's got to be like our goal is like we're stopping the rush. We're not giving up sacks. The ball's coming out. That's our plan for the first half. Okay, second half, if we need to open it up, hopefully then we're in a position where we've slowed them down. Yeah, They're not rabid dogs coming after right. our quarterback. Right. Uh, a quick, Real quick, shout out to Marcus Washington played well. Good catches, four catches, 53 yards. But then, you know, we've talked about him, but like Trey Palmer, you can make a case that he's the MVP of this, of this offense. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, Grant, Grant's a close second, but he's... But, but honestly, even I would make the case that it, if I had to cast my vote, it's hard to... I'm always going to like always lean towards a quarterback. Yeah. Just because at this point, we don't know what Chuba really can do, although there's sometimes Chuba gets in. I'm like, holy smokes, look at the body on that guy. <laughs> but Palmer... Without him, with understanding this offensive line, and I'm not sure how Nebraska would be able to get very many chunk plays because they're because of their offensive line's inability to consistently win. When your offensive line can't consistently win, you better have just an ability to just get a chunk play or get a 70-yard touchdown. Like, two games now in the second half, I mean, we throw it. We throw it to him all. I mean, we we throw our underneath. I mean, Nick, 
Trey Palmer is our offensive passing game. I mean, yeah, he is. Right. So I just, again, he, not only are his plays fun and exciting, and he's a fun and exciting player, like without, because of where this team is flawed, he is super important yeah. for what they're doing moving forward. Um, you know, it is, we talked last week just kind of about like momentum and belief. And, you know, I did the whole Henry Ford line of like, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And sometimes confidence can just be as simple as the tale you tell yourself. You better believe, especially not is there's nothing like winning a home game is fun, but those road, like a, you go to someone's house, you win a game, especially if it's close, like the, a road locker room that you just won is just the best you know then everybody you know you're getting on the plane there's just there's just everybody's feeling great they they flew home feeling amazing about themselves and now all of a sudden they've won two in a row all of a sudden they won a close game and you just start to get the sense that this team is is starting to believe a little bit yeah and like we said at the at the start of this podcast like this team is flawed this team's not great but they you the, a lot of these other teams aren't that great either. Yeah, Sands, Michigan. So I don't know. I I, I did. Do you have anything to add with that, or do you want to go on to? Uh, I, I I wanted to get in. I don't know what to do with the Mickey conversation. Um, can I help you with like we have to like everybody wants to you know it's funny this week they're like you know at the end of each weekend they're like well Lance Leipold lost so he's out. And Mickey won a game again, so he's in. It's like we gotta like I we gotta let it just play out before we like yeah. Mickey's gotta be the guy. It's I like think, just I think the the like the fact that I, it's seemingly there's no Urban Meyer discussion anymore. Oh yeah. Done. And now the only thing that made things imperative was like if Meyer's in the discussion, things happen sooner than later. If it's not Meyer, everybody else is a coach, and it will take time now. Like, yes, it's going to be through November before they do something. So, yeah, there's no urgency to declare it yet. So, I mean, like, yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, if Trev is out there searching for a coach right now, I mean, obviously Mickey's in the is in the running, but it, it's. I don't think it's the same situation you got in Wisconsin. No. I think they, I think it's Leonard's job to lose. Yes. I think this is more Mickey. Mickey's got to go win the job. Then. He's got to win the West. I think. Like it, maybe. I mean, I, I think don't. He's got to win the West because the West is so down. Like winning because, the West is is probably what he's got to do. Because it's just hard. Because there's no doubt. Like again, Mickey's done a good job so far. That is undeniable. Yeah. He's hitting on a lot of the right notes. He's won two games in a row. He the way he managed the end of that game. You know, the one of the funny. You know, one of the lines you've heard throughout this whole weekend is like, if Frost was the coach, they wouldn't have won that game. And the reality is that, given the track record from Frost, you're right. Like they probably probably wouldn't have, yeah. Because Mickey did a good job managing the end of that game. The hard part is, is I'll be honest. Is there? There's kind of a ceiling to how much we can learn about Mickey as a head coach in this spot. I'm not saying there aren't things we can learn. There absolutely are things we can learn, but it's hard to learn everything about him in in that role because I, I if we're being real, he's kind of in a situation where. 
anything good happens, Mickey gets all the credit. Mm -hmm. Anything bad happens, he's probably not going to get a ton of blame. No, but he's also, the hard part for Mickey is that he's being judged on a staff that he didn't necessarily put together. Um, and most of the players he didn't recruit. So um, I think he deserves the credit if he can, if he can win the West. Oh yeah. You know, I'm, he I'm gets the, I think the credit is oh, for sure. And I think the credit is due now, like giving him, you can give someone credit yeah. in the moment without giving them the job. Oh, exactly. And so I, that's where like, I, I I'm like if you had, I'm rooting for Mickey to be the guy just because I'm rooting I, for I am in Mickey's corner, but I'm just trying to, and I might be throwing a bucket of cold water on everybody that's having drinking Mickey Kool-Aid. And I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to have a level headed conversation about the moment. Like we got to let this play out. We don't have to anoint anybody they coach now. And that goes no. for even like, again, you know, it's like because Matt Campbell lost to Kansas, Matt Campbell no longer is the guy. And because Lance Leipold now lost to TCU, Lance Leipold's no longer the guy and like like we can't it can't it's not that's not how this works no it's got to be who's the right guy for the next 10 or 20 years that's how you have to think about it. you right. can't even think about like who's the right guy for I mean the only way you think short term is if the right long-term guy is not there yeah like if it's not Mickey Lance Matt Campbell Miranda if you don't think those four are the one then you probably say well what's our short-term solution and maybe mickey gets a better shot yeah at being a short-term solution and give him his real yeah a real chance to be like oh these are the coaches and players i yes. want right so like but uh, what trev is going to try to do is hire the best long-term solution for nebraska uh when he finds it and so I have no idea who that is. I, I have no idea. I have no idea who that is, but he's going to try to do that as soon as possible. So right. he's not going to, he's not going to try to do a patchwork. Let's give Mickey a year or two, unless he absolutely doesn't have his guy. Right. So I guess I'm just, and there's also, I mean, I think you and I were talking about this at the wedding a little bit, a part of also being a head coach that this isn't, you can't, this isn't Mickey's fault because he's like, he got handed this situation, you know, but a part of also being a head coach is casting a vision. Mm -hmm. And like, it's hard to know where Mickey falls on that because Mickey got behind the wheel of the car while it was on the interstate. Yeah. Like, so there's no way to judge that right now yeah. also. So I guess I'm just trying to say like, just enjoy it. Like, let this thing play out. It'll, it'll kind of like reveal itself. You don't need to have an answer right now on whether you think Mickey is the answer. Like, I don't know. I'm rooting for him. Well, I'm rooting like hell for him, and so far he's doing an excellent job to me. I mean, he's got he had eight games, uh, eight games to go. He just won two of his first three. Two of his first three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I just again, I think we can, I think we can, I think we just have to acknowledge what we do know and acknowledge also what we don't know. He's doing a good job. Give it again. He's given this season and this team a chance to do something, which is remarkable because think about how you felt after the Georgia Southern game. Think about how you felt after the Oklahoma game. This thing felt like it was on a one way ticket to fucking nowhere. Well, it, it just no, what a fan doesn't want is for nothing to mean anything. And he's got us to where we are tied for first in the West. Like we are playing 
for the West Division title currently every game. That's all I want as a fan. Yeah. If I if we're in it, I mean, I'll watch no matter what and enjoy no matter what. But for the average fan, that's just such a nice extra thing. Like it does matter. You get a chance to play for it all. Last two weeks have been fun. Yes. You know, it's like fun. it's it's been fun. It was fun at the wedding to see, you know, when Hartzog had the pick, there were mo- different tables cheering because everybody was watching yeah. the game. You know, it's it's just fun. Nebraska's won two games in a row. They're in position now. It's almost mid-October. They're playing a meaningful game this weekend at Purdue. And Purdue won. They beat Maryland in a yeah. close game. So, Mar- you know, Purdue's feeling pretty good about themselves. They got a lot. They're playing for two. It's just amazing. Again, I keep on saying this to contrast where I I mean, I think I said to you, it's not out of the question. This team doesn't win another game. Like, I really thought that was real after the Oklahoma game. And two wins later, in the words of Mickey Joseph, cool Modi, how you like me now? That's it. That's it. Basically, Mickey drives on 27th Street <laughs> to cool Modi, how you like me now? You should hit that up. We should we play, need it. We should we play, need play, to it to, play it out. Should play we do it that? Out. Okay. Well, hold on. Let's uh, let's let's do it as we as we bid everybody adieu. Let's uh, let's turn on cool Modi. It's this one. My fault. I turned up the wrong thing. Let's uh, let's let's let's. Let's take a live listen into Mickey Joseph's car, <laughs> right? We're going in live. We're going to we are going to listen. We're going to listen live. We're 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 piping it in live. Hold on, hold on. From satellite, Mickey Joseph's car. He's going down Twenty Seventh Street right we now. We gotta find it. We, we found gotta... him. We found him. He he is in a uh, he. Uh, He's not in a white Ford Bronco. It not not- yeah, it's cool. It's cool, Modi. It's cool, Modi. I didn't think I had it right. Okay, hold okay. on. Let's so, hold on. Let's go. Do we have it? Do we have? Let's go inside to uh, Mickey Joseph's car. Do we have it? Yeah. We're, do, we're- do we have it? I think we have it. I think we have it, people. Oh, yep. That we got it. We got it. It's Mickey Joseph's car. He's slowly turning up the sounds, very slowly. Here he goes. Here he goes. Okay, Mickey. Later, I got you shaking your head, dancing instead of sitting. The rhymes kick, the beats hitting you. Oh, Mickey's got a good, good taste. I we're gonna play it and tell Kumo D hit you with the big line. Happened to me. How you think I feel to see another MC get paid? Using my rap style, and I'm playing the background. Okay, Mickey. I ain't with that. You can get that. You took my style. I'm taking it back, coming back like Return of the Jedi. Sucker MCs in the place that said I could only rock rhymes and only rock crowds, but never rock records. How you like me now? Thank you, Mickey Joseph. We'll catch you next time, people.